Internet friends, and welcome to episode number 147 of Final Boss TV, your WoW endgame writing show. My name is Adam K.K. Bay. I'll be your host for this adventure into the Legion's Retribution Paladin, the uh, Remembrance of Blessing of Might Concordance, the, uh, the, the Prayer Group for Divine Steed, whatever you want to talk about, the Resurgence of Execution Sentence, whatever. Chat will just fill it with whatever they want to talk about. We'll talk about the current state of Retribution Paladins today and quell some things and bring up some other key issues and points and problems that may or may not be, be happening out there in the world of Warcraft. But, of course, real quick, a shout-out to everyone that's supporting the show over on Patreon and keeping it going for all this time. If you want more podcasts, those exist. There's basically double the podcasts now. They're the Patreon BTS, the sort of behind-the-scenes meet-and-greet podcast put together. So my two guests and I sat down last night and talked for almost an hour about stuff and things. We're up to 20 of these so far. You can follow along on the show notes if you'd like. And, of course, the BTS podcasts continue on and on and on and on and on. So if you want to go check those out, you totally can. And, of course, the assistant producers of the show... Thank you very much for your continued support. So Ludovicus Toff, Troffles, Tazlin, R4, Dalthier, Quen, and recently Virez, thank you very much for your generosity. Making sure I can keep talking to nerds about nerdy things. That's enough for me, though. Let's go over here real quick. We have two guests on the show. One of them knows how the YouTube life goes. Thiet, welcome to the show, sir. Hello. Hiya, how are you all doing? You answer the masses in your uh, your fan mail questions and stuff like that. How, how did that go? How does how's the YouTube life treating you? Uh, keeping busy. I, uh, I I don't like to be one to sort of put my feet up, and it certainly doesn't allow you to do that. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good, and I should be be able to do even more because I'm a teacher. So summer's coming up. Get even more time then. Oh gosh! So you teach in real life, and then you teach oh, yeah. all of these ridiculous kids on the internet too, huh? Ridiculous kids, nonsense. Only only intelligent, discerning people play <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay. Fair enough. And then joining us today is Bran. Hello, sir. Welcome Hello. to the show. Hello. Thanks for having me. Now, you... I mean, your, your guild name is Big Dumb Guild, so do you... That is correct. Do you we like... Are, uh, yeah, we're pretty dumb. That's <laughs> us. That is our motto. Yeah. Dum dum dums. I thought Fee just said that those aren't the people that play Ret though, so Oh that's okay. We're um We're making our own road. Oh. <laughs> okay. That seems fair enough to me. Seems <laughs> fair enough to me. But I guess back around the corner here real quick, because you're both brand new to the show, is I'll just go back over to Bran real quick. Uh what do you do with the the, the Ret corner of World of Warcraft? Like what do you what are you up to? What do you take part in? What do people know you from, etc.? Plug some stuff. Go for it. Uh, I stream all our progression over on the stream there, and I hang out in the Discord basically every day, chatting with people there, hanging out, answering questions, that sort of thing. That's about it. But do you know what you're doing? I like to think so. Oh, okay. All right. All right. That's fair. I don't know. Feet, can you, can you corroborate? Does he know what he's doing? 
by chance? Oh, absolutely. Of course. We were watching him stream, mm. weren't we, when he was uh, racing <laughs> on that first day of Mythic Timus Argeras? Yeah. Big Dumb Guild took a few world firsts in the in the opening push there. And now you're... What are you guys doing right now? You're, you're stuck back on the uh, the new Mistress Sasveen after she was changed, right? Oh, yeah. The, the classic buff the bus. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Right after, like, two dozen guilds kill it, and then they totally change how you can then redo it. So that's reprogression. Perfect. Perfect. And, Feet, what about you, sir? What do you do in the the Paladin or Retribution little corner of the world? I kind of brought it up already, but go for yeah, it. That's plug, right, plug, yeah, that's Plug so the things. Plug the things. I, I, I prepare guides. I mean, I do a few things on my YouTube channel, but for, specifically for Rets, I do, like, video guides um, to complement the guides that, say, Fardian does on Icy Veins and Rebdull on... on um, Wowhead and, and, and Skeletor and Thordross do on their own sort of websites as well. So it's like the video guide there, um, which is useful for some ways because you can so, show people what you're sort of talking about. Less useful in other ways because as soon as you bring the video out, Blizzard changed something the next day and then you look stupid. <laughs> there you go. They, what are you talking? That doesn't happen at all. What? It, it's just like if I made, I just made it of my, I'm doing discussion videos now myself and they've been received with, with varying degrees so far, but I, made, I just made a video about Mythic Rating. And it's so funny that as I was going to post that video, other hotfixes came out. The hotfixes to Avatar came out, like, the same day. So, it just continues. I guess we just have to deal with it. That's just... Mm -hmm. That's just how it yeah, is, exactly. I guess. It is, yeah. Yep. That seems... Seems fair. But any other... Feet throw out some, uh, some shout-outs there real quick. But uh, on the resource side... Or anything else that you guys want to make sure you give a little bit of accolades to or nods to who helps out in the, the formulation of the whole yeah. shebang? I mean, we have a really uh, collaborative uh, rec community, really, especially on Discord. So obviously, as we, we described there, Sol Sacra is our grand patriarch there. Uh, Mezzerano, who also does a lot of work on SimCraft. Uh, Fardin, Skeletor, Thordross, Rebdoll doing the guides and stuff and all the, the Templars, including Brandips there, who were, who were there to sort of all show us the way and uh and help other people so you know people can go on the rep discord and and get plenty of help it's it's lovingly named hammer of wrath in memoriam of friends long gone mm. or just recently right yeah anyone you want to give a shout out to brand um eh, not really he's got them all covered we're good okay it's basically <laughs> everybody uh, I, it's all just a big team effort really are the Templars, the way that Feet put it, makes me think of that those are the guys that are the guinea pigs, basically. So you guys go out and you test and see what... That's what I do in the, in the Enhanced Shaman community. Like, I am, I am no Rusa, I'm no Word Up, I'm no Purge. So I just go out there and, and try to see what works. Then I get told what is wrong or what is right. So is that... Are you in a similar boat? Yeah, similar to that. The ones who are always active in the chat, generally the people who know... The people you look to when you have like your the the questions really seems fair. Yeah. Alrighty. And yeah, we'll see. We'll see if that keeps going on. It's it's a weird. It's almost like a blessing and a curse with the way that we exist now with Discord and how interconnected all the classes and specs can be now, which didn't exist really before Legion. Right? Discord didn't exist in previous expansions. We had there were some forums and there were some. Uh, Google Documents, and there were some little areas, some forum posts, some websites, but really that wasn't anywhere near as much. I mean, Hammer of Wrath right now, I mean, how many guys do you have 
in there. I mean, we can go see. Hammer of Wrath currently has... It it went down last week or something, didn't it? Because there's too many. Really? Um, yeah, we had to purge people yeah, because the server have. kept crashing and going down. We had to chase out some heathens. Yeah, you're, almost, <laughs> yeah, you're almost at 25,000 people right now. That's wild. I've heard a few of the... Uh, the WoW Discord's having to talk to Discord directly and get a larger server because they ran out of room. So there's caps, and you guys have mm. apparently been one of the ones that hit it. That's wild. I mean, the great thing about it is, like, before you, you discuss things on forums, some people might have the odd website. But with the Discord, you can have, you know, people in the community sort of take control of it. Uh, really so I, I although it lacks some of the structure of a forum potentially we've got your ret faq section so people can go to a place and it's all very well organized to get the information they need and then you've actually got people on hand to be able to answer questions as well you know it gets mildly annoying if people <laughs> ask a question that's immediately answered in the ret faq but if you check that out first and it's not a huge long list either it is really well organized um, and people are always happy to sort of discuss the finer points uh, after that I have noticed that has been a slow-moving trend in Discord, that now instead of having, like, pins, which there are things in the pins, is that you just have the FAQ channel that no one can talk in, and they try to make it just, like, one mm. solid page, so that you're always just, like, just check that channel, like, the read-first yeah, channel. Yeah, Yeah, the, the pins are for memes. <laughs> well, well, that's that's also where we throw up all, like, the latest sims for different things. Mm. Oh, wow, even... Even MBDTS says, don't look at red pins. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. Hmm. Well, we'll kick it off right off here with uh, sort of recapping and getting up to speed with patch 7.2 and 7.25. I, I went back and looked in and tried to, like, figure out what was going on. And you got new legendaries. Of course, everyone got the new traits in 7.2. But in 7.25, which the patch was sitting in now, and what we've seen is that you got the 3.5% flat damage increase. In, insert memes here, right? In these, these brackets here. And then Divine Hammer damage was reduced by 25%. And then that's... I don't know, that's about, about it. Yeah, that's all we got. Not very much. Not very interesting compared to what other classes got. Mm -hmm. Is that... Obviously, I think the ripple was felt throughout the community that that was not enough or not the right well, choice. That All that was about was stopping us using Divine Hammer for single target. Like sure. before, you know, single target. Divine Hammer is clearly a cleaving AoE ability. You shouldn't use it for single target. And if it was pure single target, sure, you would use Blade of Wrath. But if so much as a herd of gophers came across the fight just once, you might as well use Divine Hammer because you lost almost nothing for pure single target. And if there was any cleave at all, it was better. So it was all about making it sort of have that decision of, is there enough cleave in this fight that I take Divine Hammer? Or mm. in actual fact, should I focus on single target? In which case, Blade of Wrath is a much more sensible talent, the talent we should be taking for that. Uh, Virtue's Blade is the talent we take when we've completely lost our senses. <laughs> um, I'm sure there'll be more about that later. Well, that's and you bring up Blade of Blade of Wrath, and for those who don't know the, the, the talents or whatever, like I'll, I'll throw it up on screen here. This was changed, and it's just so now your Blade of Wrath, which approximately four RPPM, your auto attacks have a chance to reset the cooldown of Blade of Justice. But it used to be half of the regular cooldown of Blade of Justice, and he gave you that nice scaling attack power dot essentially. 
and that was removed really early on in Legion. Mm. Was it too good to set and forget? Like, what? Why did that? Because the new one is just kind of like you get an extra reset on Blade of Justice here and there. People like the props. Um, I think, you know, where it was maybe as well is the Blade of Wrath potentially more suitable for reducing downtime. With Rep Paladins, you don't want a lot of downtime. It's all about, you know, hitting something all the time. So if anyone makes you move out of cotton melee for even a few seconds, we're steaming. Um, happens. Uh, and I think that's where they were trying to go. We didn't get a lot of discussion from Blizzard about the philosophy between those two particular ones. But as you say, in the end, it turned into a proc-based uh, talent, which you know people are quite happy with, I think. And Virtue's Blade sort of got left behind. Right. Yeah, I mean, they can't... We know, and on this show, as we continue forward, and all of the testing I've done in the past, and you see the evolution of stuff, and pending on the horizon right now, we have 7.3 already on the PTR. And Feral Druids are confirmed to have a pretty massive, almost Shadow Priest-esque, uh, and even technically the same vein, like Enhancement Shaman-esque, like fix across many different things and i guess that just brings me do you feel like blizzard is just stumped on retribution right now i think from what they were saying in the the ama um that they see crusade as being our chief problem uh, they said the actual numbers they said they they see talents like that should be giving us a, a, a dps throughput increase of five to eight percent crusade they were saying is much more like 15 plus percent so it's too much. So they want to fix it. The problem is, like you can, at the, it used to be 3.5% damage and haste with each stack, and then they reduced it to three. You could sort of think to yourself, well, surely you just reduce it a little bit more. They sort of tried that in the Legion Alpha Beta, and, and it ended up being worse than useless, like better to have no talent at all than to take this thing. So it's not an easy fix. And obviously Blizzard aren't saying anything at the moment, so this is just guesswork based on what they did say on the AMA. But I'm getting the strong impression that they see our fix as being, as they said, by nerfing Crusade. And significantly, they said, goodness knows what that means, increasing the rest of our abilities, buffing the rest of our abilities. And, and it's maybe just a very difficult problem that they want to make sure they've got right before they bring it out or even say anything. That's just my view. Yeah, Brand, do you feel that there's anything that needs, like, outside of Crusade, is there anything else that needs, like, direct attention? I mean, because you're, you're obviously not, are you holding Big Dumb Guild back in all your progression <laughs> so far in the two weeks because you're a Red Paladin? Like, you know, what well, is holding, the... I wouldn't say I'm holding anything back. I mean, I am doing a lot less compared to most other classes, but, I mean, mm. there are no really strict DPS checks, so not really. But at the very least, it would have been nice to hear that they are doing something rather than just them just saying that they recognize there's a problem. So at least we have something to go towards and that we will be having some sort of solution in the future. Okay. Yeah, like the talent attention is the weird thing to me because, I mean, not every class gets the, the Shadow Priest or the Feral Druid or, I mean, I had two talents changed. That's really all I had changed recently. So, because I was... I was in I was in this boat that I was essentially playing the exact same spec, the one that worked out the best based on jarring awkward talent since launch. And has Rhett been in that similar state as well? I'll go back to, to you on this again, Brandon. Have you been playing the the same spec since you've launched the game? Um, essentially, yeah. Hasn't really changed all that too much. And that's that's a weird I don't know, is that 
a problem, though, to play and have very little variation. That sort of defeats the purpose of why even have talents at that point, just have everything baked in baseline. It definitely keeps things a lot fresher if things are changing periodically between tiers. That way it keeps, like, you're always learning new things and trying new things and, like, you know, playing with all your different talents and builds with the new tiers and swapping out legendaries and that sort of thing, but that didn't really happen. Hmm. So then, that all leads up to the, I'm going to bring out the air quotes here real quick, ready? Here we go. The dead spec argument. And I want to just kind of like toss this out there. I'm sure chat will chime in in a way, but but what is 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 this happens like every patch cycle or every hotfix cycle or or every new raid we've had so far. I mean, we've technically had you know we're on our fourth raid essentially, right? Nightmare to TOV to Nighthold and now to Tomb of Sargeras. Even though if technically all three of those first ones were Legion tier one or tier zero, then tier one, um, but. Is this just a rotating carousel of who's next up, or is there some actual, you know, credence to this? Well, I think people have been saying Rhett's a dead spec for as long as they've been saying WoW's a dead game, and it's still going on 10 years after that started. Uh, there are things we can do well. We can live and do lots of burst damage to key priority adds, things like that. Doesn't show on the overall damage necessarily. Uh, so that's always in there, and I think we've always been quite good at that. But at the moment, like Brand just said, that you know, we could at least do with something from Blizzard, at least saying what they identify as a problem, what they're working on, and I don't, you know, I don't want them to sort of say, oh yeah, it'll be fixed in the next two weeks, and then two weeks later it doesn't come. I I feel that they should wait until it is definitely done. Mm -hmm. But you sort of feel that this is not surely how they're intending it to be. It's not as disastrous as some people will say. I'm not pulling bits of ceiling out of my hair, but. Um, something it does need doing uh really because right. we have one spec i mean you come back to the talents we are we're like monks we're like priests you know, demon hunters i suppose now we have one dps spec so really talents should be the way that we are you know we use this talent to be good on this type of fight and then we switch to these talents to be good on this type of fight and so on in a way that a pure dps class can switch specs um and that doesn't seem to be the case much apart from as i say between Blade of Wrath and Divine Hammer between for single target cleave AOE. That's that's basically our choice. I mean, um, and there's there's some way you can't you can't always go too deep down this rabbit hole because then you always ask people and then the, the devil's advocates out of this is like, well, what would you change to make it all better? And then if any of your changes ever go into the game, then all of a sudden, like, oh no, it's bad, blah, and then you get the same sort of feedback that Blizzard gets all this time too. But the, the whole point of the new talent system they brought in in MOP that we're sitting in right now is you were supposed to have something to, to, to deal with different situations. And there's a little bit of that, but it still feels like for the most part you're just playing the same way on everything, which is how the game used to be before the new talent system. So... There's a strong element of that, yeah. It's, it's like you are pretty much doing the same thing, and it's like, oh, another target's popped up, I'll use Divine Storm instead of Templar's Verdict. Um, yeah. Sure. I think the argument, though, is is that it all really a lot of it comes down to just numbers at the end of the day. I mean, because chat brings up Holy Wrath, and we'll go into Holy Wrath later, so don't get ahead of us. But I want to go to the seven point two artifact traits first. 
So we'll, we'll pop these up on screen real quick because these are the, uh, the new things, right? And we we have it so far. It's not confirmed anyway, but we do have the... We don't have any new artifact stuff coming. And in 7.3, all we're getting is more artifact knowledge. So we'll just get one rank a week. So we're not getting anything else to grind for, except, you know, just putting more points in accordance to the Legion Fall, I guess, which is super exciting, whatever. But, so y'all got the Righteous Verdict. You also have your Judge Unworthy, and then your Blessing of the Ashbringer, which this still, this tooltip is a little broken. <laughs> I just noticed that. This tooltip on WowDB says 2,000% strength, which is... Uh, <clears throat> that would have been nice. That might have put Red in a nice spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's 4%. It was 2,000 flat strength. That's right, yeah. 4% strength when you have your two greater blessings out. So, I don't know. Brian, you want to walk me through like, the impact of, of any of these if Judge Unworthy actually really does a whole lot because this technically used to be a talent you had with aoe mass judgment back in the beta well that it, didn't it's it. it's still a talent we have where the judgment hit hits extra targets but then judge right. unworthy is really nice because it will spread it all the time oh, which okay, basically okay, completely okay. removes that talent from the game so it's just a dead spot you never pick it because judge unworthy does the same thing and it's in your weapon and blessing of the ice sprinter was a really nice boost of strength when it first came out but then they made it a scaling stat, which is going to be nice later in the expansion, but for now, it's not quite doing the same thing it used to. And Righteous Verdict is just a nice chunk of damage. So I, I guess, so bringing that up then, so you, you couldn't, because Greater Judgment has the tagline where it always crits above targets about 50% health, but is that, that's not enough to combine the two then? Like, Greater Judgment and the Judge Unworthy Dragon don't, they don't no, work well, well together, be, Because or? Mastery isn't that great for us, the, the oh. critting, it wouldn't be hitting that hard anyway. So hmm. yeah, it's not it's not great. It's a dead talent. And why would you need judgment to judge more targets if it's just going to spread to more anyway? That's okay. the that's the main problem. Judge unworthy and greater judgment is nuts in PvP. Not a PvP show, so. so I don't know. I mean, if that's if that's the case. I don't know. Well, I mean, the other thing with Greater Judgment, maybe they're alluding to, because I'm not a PvP player anyway, sure. is, you know, it, it's going to do more damage against something with higher health. Um, it's like a reverse execute. But uh, for PvE, the main advantage was supposed to be for AoE, so you can have that judgment on multiple targets, which means that your Divine Storm is going to do more damage against those targets. Mm. Fair enough. Okay. Used to be good with old with old Lawbringer. Now Lawbringer is trash. Oh no, yeah, I don't know that the, the the combination of of PVE talents because they're your baseline build plus the fact that you get PVP talents on top of that, and how some of the PVP talents will be better suited to be in PVE and vice versa. Like, why is Lightning Shield in the PVE tree for enhancement? Why? What? What? So, there's a couple of those back and forth. Again, we'll talk about Holy Wrath later. Just, just, so, <laughs> so, but those look fine then, I guess, overall. No big complaints with your new traits? No, no, they're all pretty no, nice. No. Very handy. Okay. There was something that went with, uh, so Righteous Verdict reads, your holy power spending abilities will increase the damage. Side note, they need to have like an actual, they should have a name for holy power spending abilities. Because that's 
sounds kind of anti-video gamey or very video gamey, whatever way to look at it, but so they increase the damage of your next Blade of Justice by a large percentage or your next Divine Hammer by a large percentage. Isn't that almost the exact same thing as you have on like your tier 20 bonus coming in soon? That comes to mind right now. Isn't the it tier 21? The, the tier 20, when you judge, you, 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 it buffs the damage on your Blade of Justice. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Judgment also increases the damage of Blade of Justice by 20%. So, mm. is there is there a back and forth There's, on that where yeah, you would? Well, I think it's just a lack of imagination sometimes. Oh, um, well, you know, it can't be easy to come up with lots of different interesting things without breaking the spec. I suppose I'd rather boring and works than imaginative and holy wrath. No, <laughs> that's keeps keeps coming up. Can't get away from it. Can't get away from it. So. Then I guess that that brings up the we talk about Crusade a little bit, but let's broaden the topic a bit right now, right? Because here we'll get into it. So the the power reliance and the pigeonholed nature of this this talent, right? So Crusade, and I'll bring up the Ashbringer trait as well here, because your whole argument you have down here is you have Crusade versus Divine Purpose versus Holy Wrath. And all I put in the notes is WTF, Holy Wrath. So, and the, is, is Crusade too much of a steroid? Because I want to look at the actual numbers here. Where is the number? Baseline, is it, on the talent calculator here? Because Avenging Wrath, I can't find it. Where is it? Uh, yeah, Crusade is the talent that replaces Avenging Wrath. So anything right. to do with Avenging Wrath is the same for Crusade. Right, yeah, but it's it's so. Avenging Wrath is a flat, thirty-five percent damage and healing, for twenty seconds. Yeah. yeah. But Crusade reads that increase all your damage and damage and haste by three percent for twenty seconds. Each holy power spent during Crusade increases the damage and haste by an additional three percent, up to fifteen stacks. So that's forty-five percent damage and haste mm. at max stacks which is very yeah. easy to reach i assume yes yeah. so what is the i don't know feet you want to break down like the math behind this talent and why well the the what happens is crusade so crusade straight away is more powerful avenging wrath otherwise why would you take it right. but then you add into that You've got traits, Wrath of the Ashbringer on our Ashbringer, which can extend the duration by two and a half seconds per point. So you, we get four points we put on that now with a full Ashbringer. So that's an extra 10 seconds to make it 30 seconds. Fine. Which also means because there's that lead up to it, it takes a certain amount of time to build up our 15 stacks, but it only takes the same amount of time to get those 15 stacks, regardless of however many traits we've got. So you're massively increasing the proportion of, of time at which you're at full stacks and then you add into that some legendaries such as the chain of thrain which is largely considered our best legendary which straight up increases the damage done during that period as well so all of these things add up to make it extremely powerful yeah the chain. as i say like blizzard said they they want a talent like this to to increase our damage by five to eight percent it does it by like double that yeah, chain gives you an additional ten, which that was nerfed. It was twenty percent, was it, it not? Was. Yeah, it was indeed twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Before I got it. 
Oh, <laughs> but um, I guess that the counter argument that comes up a lot here, oh, there are the notes, is that should Crusade just be baseline for Ret? Like, should Ret get Crusade as that choice? And then, of course, Holy and Prot just get Avenging Wrath. Because when something becomes so integral and so important, they've rolled some of those things in baseline. Like, that's what Shadow it's, Priest and Frostmage just had, you know? So Yeah, the, it would solve the problem that otherwise you just have dead talents either side of it. Sure. It solves that problem. So it is one solution. It's not the only solution, but it is one obvious solution. It's certainly an easy solution, except you'd have to think of another talent to put in that level 100 row. Especially now we have Soul of the High Lord, the Legendary Ring, because that gives us divine purpose. So mm -hmm. if they replaced it with a, another talent that no one wants to take, it's like, well, I might as well... And, and a level 100, I don't know what you think, should should probably be in a, a row where there's interesting choices, because it's like your last row of talents, isn't it? So it should probably I mean, have I mean, something game-changing. They, they would have to put two talents, because they can't keep Holy Wrath the way oh. it is. There's no way. Right. But it, but it would give us a little bit more options, because it would free up that 100 row, because you can't pick anything other than Crusade. It's just too good. Right. Yeah, that, that's just that I don't, I don't like getting too in the mud on the show and just talking about and being really negative or naysay that kind of stuff, because we don't know all the inner workings behind the scenes, but... There are certain talents they've created that have become, again, they're so pivotal to how a spec just functions and exists that if they just nerf it, then it would feel bad. But if if that was just the baseline of that spec, then that would just help out and breathe that whole thing, maybe? So, but yeah, Holy Wrath, I mean, we'll... we'll, we'll talk about right. So this is a three-minute cooldown. All right, three-minute cooldown. It deals 200% of your missing health in holy damage to four nearby enemies. Only 120% of your ma up to 120% of your maximum health. Because if you can get more health from, you know, shaman or whatever. And then 35... Yeah, that flask, yep. If you, I mean... <laughs> and then only, it deals 35% of your max health against enemy players. So... It, this is... It's a nightmare of a talent. For PvP, they've nerfed it to the point of view where I gather... I'm not a PvP player, but I'm told that there's no point in using it for that. For PvE, if, if it's going to do damage and you're going to take it instead of another powerful thing like Crusade or Divine Purpose, you've got to use it on cooldown. It's there for damage. You ideally use it when there's multiple mobs up as well because it doesn't split damage. It does that damage to up to four targets. So if you just do it against one target, that's a quarter of the potential damage. And of course, it's your missing health, so you have to engineer your near death without actually overdoing it. So the lower you can get your health down, the better. And, the, you know, so, you know, on the pull, it's like you, you'd go in, tell the tanks, don't worry, guys, I've got this. Get a smack in the mouth, use your holy wrath. Right, taunt it off me, healers, heal me up. And then every three minutes, you want to do the same sort of thing. I mean, who knows? Maybe in two expansions when we have 8 billion health, it'll actually do a respectable amount of damage. There, <laughs> there's this... Uh, we had the Holy Paladin show a little while ago, and we talked about Light of the Martyr. And the Paladin, like, side fantasy about using your 
your health, your body, your whatever to like, you know, help and, and save the weak and the, uh, you know, purge the unjust, whatever. You know, because prop paladins are already getting smacked in the face. So holy paladins can use their HP to heal people. So what does Rhett get? You don't have Blessing of Sacrifice anymore, which that's a whole other can of worms. And so they go, well, they give them a talent that they, if they get chunkinated, then they can do damage back. But that's, that doesn't work from a rating standpoint. And if it's a PvP sort of thing, which what it feels like, why isn't it a PvP talent? Right? Because you're taking damage in PvP yeah. because you're fighting other players and Torrin and Moose and stuff, whatever. Yeah, we get shouted at if we're standing bad in a raid. Well, yeah, of course. So, and this, this also brings me back to, this was a very different talent in beta. Didn't do like the whole like, channeled holy damage filling up your holy power bar kind of thing and that was just that was scrapped but even that would probably be better than this i mean anything would be better than this <laughs> but going back to the standing on bed you have to do that yeah. for shield of vengeance anyway yeah right well that is the other thing do you know what i mean shield of vengeance of course that's the the, the defensive where it's an absorbed shield but if you can consume the whole shield then it it deals damage and it's you have to wonder when they and what blizzard said about this when in the ama they said oh well it has to do damage because the name suggests it shield of vengeance it's like well who came up with the name and i think do they just have to uh, does someone bring around a hat celestalon brings around a hat pick two things out and you go oh uh, shield oh that's a defensive okay um vengeance oh that's an offensive ability oh um um an absorb shield <laughs> that blows up and i think it must be the same guy who did holy wrath he went holy wrath blows up <laughs> I, I sort of feel if a person like that exists you know the anti-terrorism agent should be involved because it just seems like the same sort of thinking yeah <sighs> and that to, to complement that whole thing with shield of vengeance is they they removed your divine protection Mm. And a, a like damage your, reduction is, is yeah. I think, more useful. Right. I mean, I would rather a damage reduction. In fact, in the past, if you think about it, like we have our bubble. It's an iconic thing. People say, oh, well, you can just immune things. We can immune less and less. There's been times in the past when people can solo soak something with a damage reduction that yeah. we can't with an immunity. Um, right. Because <laughs> immunities well, are considered too powerful, so... Well, they well that's that's the the side of the whole. Icy veins made that post about it with method exorcist, and my one of my tweets got fe with, got featured because I, I don't know if I coined it, but I've definitely been calling it this for like a while now, ever since I looked at the Dungeon Journal a while ago. That it's the Tomb of Soak Garrus, and eight of nine bosses have soak mechanics, and it's so fun. You bring up, you bring up shield, you bring up immunities, right? And they've made certain things can't you can't even immune them anymore. Like, mm. you can't bubble the incorporeal shot on sisters because you'll kill your raid group, right? And you can't even immunity yeah. the hydra shot because it'll still hurt the crap. It'll probably just kill you, too. You have to split the damage. So they, they're trying to stop immunities from being a thing. But that was one of the... But that's the sort of thing that should come up in raid testing, too, and, like, internal stuff. Mm -hmm. Not after people have killed it on live. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's a I little mean... silly. These these mechanics have existed in raids for years. They know that if you have something that could be solo soaked, people will solo soak it. So of why course. have they made the decision after it came out? Right. Why wasn't that an obvious thing to think about months ago? 
Yeah. And again, they made so many of these mechanics. And that's why all these top guilds you see, they're just running hunters, mages, and rogues. Right? Because they, they mm. that's just... You have to. Right? But, yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that one. Divine Purpose, uh, or Divine um, Shield should be back. Um, or Divine Protection, brother. Divine Shield you already have, but Divine Shield is not... Can't use it on everything. Yeah, you guys should have... Um, little damage reduction back because having this like a it's 2000 percent attack power which is ridiculous but it's still a powered shield and that's really not a, an actual dr so and then i think brand you brought this up eye for an eye is only a physical damage reduction so yeah so it only works in very very select um fights right yeah which is not very useful at all Oh, I didn't bring I didn't bring this up to, to tail end on the, the, the this topic and the crusade thing. How many relics are worth as many eye levels as a Wrath of the Ashbringer relic? But it's generally it. worth at least ten. Generally. It, it sort ten. of depends on some things. Obviously, if you've got chain of thrain, that increases the value a bit. There's, right. You know, but yeah, I mean, I only I, I've had for a little while now three relics or buffets. So I've had three 37.5 seconds on Crusade uh, until mm. recently. And then I had a Holy Relic. It was just like like 25 item levels higher. So obviously, I've, I've, or 20 item levels higher. So I've replaced it now. Uh, but yeah, it, it varies a little bit. But And it depends on, you know, obviously, if you've, if you've got something with a garbage trait on it, like reduces your Blessing of Protection cooldown, then you can you can regard that as, as well. You can especially now regard it as worthless because you can't even use it on sisters. Um, right, yep. <laughs> but, uh, so... But, you know, even compared to another good one like Increases Blade of Justice damage, it's still probably worth about 10. Yeah, chat has a whole different numbers. Rings is worth 22 plus. Its Wrath is worth 26, 23. You're saying at least Yeah, it depends 10? what you're comparing to. It okay. depends what you're comparing to. Yeah, sure, sure. I, th I think my from no relic to best relic is maybe 2 to 3. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, there's obviously been a huge inconsistent balancing problem with relics. This is one of the interesting theory crafty problem mathematical sticking points this whole expansion so far. But um, <clears throat> I, I love hearing about that, you know, I finally replaced my Wrath of the Ashbringer relic that was 875 with a 905 relic. I was like, excuse me? Like, what? You're replacing Nighthold relics with... <laughs> Like normal Nighthold, you get a good relic and you keep it all the way until now. Like what? I don't. I don't understand. That's such a huge, huge amount. That's just ridiculous. So that could be fixed, right? That could be something they could fix. But like, what? Are, what are the things that Blizzard could could fix or tweak? Like right off the top of your head, like what are what are the some of the the key pins in the wall that they should stick up there and start working on? Brand, do you have anything? Well, well, defensives is one of them. Changing up our talent tree would be another. We have the whole mastery problem. Um, what's the what's the mastery problem? Indulge. Um, where it basically it's nowhere close to being really a stat that we ever really want to get. It would need to be buffed by about forty percent to be in line with versatility currently. So it's a stat that we we try to ignore as best as possible. 
which is like we were going to have to use it and it would have been like a nice stat with the previous tier 20 tier because it was going to make our blade of justice benefit from our mastery and judgment but then they removed that just before the raid came out which squashed that whole idea so now we're back to this avoiding mastery yeah, let me, just, let me just read here before you go on. So, baseline increases only judgment's damage by 24%, and then it will cause judgment to increase damage taken from your holy power spenders uh, on the targets with judgment by half of that, so 12% base. So, yeah. I mean, it's always been brought up that it's basically a Colossus smash window for red, mm. right? Yes. Yeah. But it's way less impactful than, than CS because... CS affects all their damage, and yours, it only affects Judgment by a little bit, and then only your Spenders by a little mm. bit. And now yeah. especially, like, we've got Blade of Justice at the point where that's actually rivaling Templar's Verdict, which is supposed to be our big single-down smack, single-target smackdown. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, uh, at the same time, there's a lot of mastery on Timur Sargerovsky. Right. So they're giving <laughs> us plenty of mastery, and it's like... It's not quite worth as much as even before. Uh, I mean, I mean, Sol Saka was playing about with this over the weekend, and he, he worked out that, let's say you have a haste crit ring, 9, 10 item level. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Thank you very much. I'd like one of those. And if you had a haste mastery ring, it would need to be 940 item level to be worth the same. 30. And, and you know, when Blizzard made the changes to necks and rings in particular, because there was a big issue at the start of Legion uh, with you know, huge item level upgrades not actually being an upgrade because of the massive secondary stat budget on them. They sort of said after the fix, you know, 10 item levels should definitely be an upgrade. Well, here we've got a situation where it would need to be 30 item levels. And that's a huge trap for the majority of players who don't have anything to go on other than item level. Hmm. And, and like Brands just said there, all it needs is to increase the amount of mastery we get from a particular amount of mastery rating, and, and mm -hmm. they could bring it in line. They've, it's just that. It's just that. They've had a couple issues with that, too, because it, it's... I bring up Havoc Demon Hunter, which is my main alt, and so I keep up with it to some degree, right? So I'm not playing it like a complete ignoramus. But uh, it... They had no care for mastery earlier on, which was, you know, a neat stat, right? It increased all their chaos damage and movement speed. And movement speed's a DPS stat, technically, because the faster you can move around from stuff or move away from things is obviously important. But then we've got... They had changes to mastery, to not only the scaling, but the the prevalence of it with the Chaos Blade 100 talent. So then mastery became all they cared about for a little while. And now most recently... They nerf the crap out of Chaos Blades, remove the Mastery scaling, and lo and behold, Mastery is now the weakest stat under their everything else for Havoc. Just like a complete roller coaster of stats. And it's just, it's it's been a different gearing plateau like every raid so far. So, yeah, and Kib's in here. Don't talk about Demon Hunter. Yeah, <laughs> it's... <laughs> and it... Like, they keep doing this, right? Blizzard makes the change that then all of a sudden screws up their other change they just made about secondaries mm. to... I, I I don't get it. Not every stat's well, supposed suppose, to be important for every single spec, but yeah, go ahead, Pete. Yeah. 
I was just going to say, I guess it's because you have these, like they keep telling us, you have these different teams working on different things. And I guess it's a huge mm-hmm. operation to coordinate them all. And you can easily have one group try and fix something and another group without you even knowing is actually setting fire to it. <laughs> <sighs> I hope not. Brand, do you have anything else that you would like fixed or tweaked? So we brought up, obviously brought up um, the, uh, the mastery stuff. That's pretty much it. Just, you know, talents, mastery. So I guess the defensive things we talked about just now. Right. You want to remove Crusade and Divine Purpose and make your holy your uh, level one to your only Holy Wrath talents, right? That's the that's what they're going <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, Feet, do you have anything to add to that? Like The only thing things? I would add, if they wanted, it's not really a wish list, but if they wanted to redesign us around fixing crusade i would get rid of the wrath of the ashbringer traits because oh. uh, i see that as a huge problem i would just get rid of those have it you know it's definitely a 20 second cooldown. work it around that that's probably going to be a, a whole lot easier to balance it if they intend to balance it as a talent of course we're going to change it to baseline then that won't really do anything you won't need that okay right yeah that's probably been the biggest point of contention, I would say. So, it's just everything revolving around the talent and that trait. Because if it becomes too good, then it becomes too mandatory and you balance the whole spec around it. And Blizzard's been trying to move that around. And if you read the 7.3 stuff for Feldred, that's their entire intention, is to move things out of their their forced forced, quote-unquote, three ability snapshot window. Like, you have to use this, this, and this with your rips and your rakes, we talked about it on the Feral Druid show, that it's just, it's, there's a problem there. And they are adjusting it. We'll see if that is everything they need to. I haven't talked to any Feral Druids that think it's a good thing. Um, but I would assume, hopefully it is. So, we'll see. Well, I believe, I might be wrong on this, but I believe Blizzard said that artifact weapons won't be around in the next expansion. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I think that the traits won't be a problem then. Yeah, so that's like a year and a half from now, though. Yeah, I mean, hopefully just if they do something in between now and then, but I mean, what they were saying with yeah. having the traits gone would be a good point for them. I mean, we could see something then, but that is, as you say, a bit far from now. Hmm. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, Steely Boys just saying in their chat, they'd need to buff us massively to compensate both that and your suggested removal of Retribution Passive. I don't think anyone has a problem with that. I don't mind getting rid of those things that have been buffed massively and everything else. Yep. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Bray. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just agreeing. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm in the same. The, the Retribution passive itself, whereas flavorful and interesting, is also, and as I probably put in my beta testing notes back in the day, very gameable in some regards. Like, y- you actually can, and it leads to awkward and somewhat toxic gameplay. I mean, that leads me right into the Greater Blessings debacle and the, uh, you know, I, don't, I would say rest in peace, Greater Blessing of Might, but we saw this coming. Yeah. We saw it come a long time ago. I mean, the, the, prob- the other big problem with the Greater Blessing of Might was that back in February, they said how they intended it to work, which is how it went live, but it wasn't working like that in the alpha. So you had people, I mean, like Preach, for example, did a Retribution Paladin Guide where he talked about the way it was playing in the game, but he wasn't aware of what Blizzard had said there was an intention. So people thought it sounded like a great idea. 
Um, and then the realization came in that we were going to be dependent for 10% of our damage on three people who might die on the pull, um, which might be fine for the retribution passive for a little bit. <laughs> right. but, and it was over. It was finished. Um, and, and it was a huge nightmare, an absolute nightmare, because if you're in, let's say you're in a guild where you are the top damage dealer as a rep, you're not going to get very much from it because you're, you know, you're not there by definition, the people you're putting it on are not doing as much damage as you are. Whereas if you're in a guild where you're like middle or, or dare I say at the bottom, you're going to be getting a huge buff from it because you just put it on your three arcane mages or something mm -hmm. or shadow priests at early legion you'd put it on three if you had three shadow priests in your guild fantastic yep, yep. i remember i could probably dig back into my giant you know pages of, of beta testing notes that i made back a year ago and i'm pretty sure i put a lengthy discussion in that when i set my feedback about how greater blessing of might was going to be incredibly toxic and detrimental to the game space because it it's just it's again it's one of those buffs and they've tried this before with dark intent with um uh, the amplify magic thing all the way back in the day like all these little like only give to one person sort of deals and it's always gonna be better on certain specs which devalues its use on so many others which just means that you're running a popularity contest or like a, a math contest. Well, you don't do as much mm. damage this patch than this class, so they get the extra buff to do more. So, ha-ha, <laughs> you snooze, you lose. Like, that doesn't feel good to ever have those sort of things in a rating environment. It's just not yeah. healthy. So, it's gone. And now you can only put one Wisdom and one Kings. But yeah. now it's funny because they buffed the two of them. The buff to Kings is whatever. But they mm. buffed Wisdom, so now it's always like, Wisdom is so good on progression for your healers. So, I mean, what do you, I mean, Brad, do you feel that, do you move your Wisdom around at all in raids? Or is it on, like, your most throughput healer? Like, how does Wisdom factor in this now, too? Because that's out now becoming somewhat of a problem now, too. <laughs> oh, well, I have uh, our Rest of Shaman. He likes to pay me for, for my Wisdom, so Whoa! it never moves. <laughs> So I have an unlimited supply of old wars, and it's ah. great. Well, so I don't mind it too much, personally. Case in point. <laughs> it's just... Well, wisdom bots attack. I don't... Give it to whichever healer pays the most. <clears throat> yep, that's, that's what you do. <sighs> yep. I don't... And, then, and Kings is just negligible. Yeah, yeah no one cares. If, if Kings drops off, like sometimes I'll put it on someone else. Like by default, I'll just probably stick it on the tank. And then if someone is at, like, let's say, a rogue soaking souls on on Gul'dan or something like that, you put it on them. If you move it from one person to another, no one cares. No one says anything. No. If wisdom drops off, then someone says something. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like the healer, I know the healers uh, have a bind or they have a macro they send it to to our red paladin to move it mid-fight or something like that it's like it's a really important thing which it's great to have that those powerful feels in that regard but then when it becomes something that is almost like a linchpin to keep that class bringing to a raid i don't know i mean in the current set of things you just just bring hunters and uh, rogues to raids who cares who needs wisdom in that regard they can just soak everything and need everything and then they're fine but yeah, and then that brings up the blessing of sacrifice, which I believe I would imagine both of you sort of miss because that was 
Those yeah. were good, meaningful moments. Well, I've like missed the... everything we've lost. We lost devo- devotion aura. I missed that. Mm. And then they took our blessing of sacrifice. And, you know, I don't know what we're going to lose next expansion. Hopefully it's retribution, but we'll have to see. <laughs> yeah, I won't miss that. Right. So we'll have to wait and see. Because you have all you have is freedom and bop now, right? For your... Uh, yeah. Yeah. But the other paladins have all three. Okay. Mm. Well, that is the other thing. We don't have anything that neither of the other specs have. Uh, that is probably crackish. We don't have any retribution specific. You have, you have retribution, um, though. retribution Retribution should just be a pvp talent passive though it would work in that sense right like you help avenge your fallen you know heroes around you on your side but again people keep saying that but i mean i see it as like if you're going to become enraged because you've seen your form first of all that's warrior Mm. you know warrior class fantasy but even if you're going to say paladin I, it's totally wrong. You know, we're happy when it happens. If it happens while our wings is up or on full stacks, we're delirious. You know, that's not the emotion a paladin's supposed to have. We're not supposed to be happy when our allies fall. Mm. Like, you know, Turalyon was furious when Lothar fell. I mean, he's supposed to be, him and Uther are supposed to be our, you know, archetypes. Neither right. of those, uh, you know, really were remembered for uh, being delighted when their own men were dying. Right. That's that's true. Well, there's there's conviction and you know the whole avenging wrath kind of deal that you know you strike down my my allies and my friends, I'll strike you down too. I guess there's kind of a flip side to that, but I think in the in the realm that it is right now, then yeah, it is. If you know your holy priest can brick it and come back to life with the shield or the the cloak rather, and that procs retribution mm. is for a damage buff because that's. Yep. Yeah. Actually, there is one time when we're annoyed, and that's if someone dies more than forty yards away from us. Oh yeah. Because then we don't get it. Yeah, that's <laughs> annoying. That <laughs> our hunter, our the hunters like to do that a lot. Oh, marksman, like right outside the forty-yard range. It has a range oh, yeah. though. Like, shouldn't it be whatever? There's yeah. so many problems with that. So, and I guess the the last little bit to wrap up here before you move on is: Are there any major bugs or like bits of tomfoolery happening with retribution that you want to bring to light, or or things to like? stay away from for your fellow paladins out there? Anything that comes to mind, either of you? I don't know if you have a list or anything you uh, want to... Not that I know of, really. No, I mean, there's a few traps for newer players of things that might seem like a good idea, but I don't think there's any actual bugs with the class anymore. I mean, some yeah. people, for example, think if you take Justicar's Vengeance, which is a five holy power damage ability, that it'll let you stack your um, Crusade up a little bit quicker. And, and is therefore worth doing. It's not really worth doing for that. Um, but Kip, is, Kip. You know, it works as well as it's supposed to. Yes, very good, Kib. Thank you. Yeah, Kib's just like the, D, <laughs> the DPS is bugged, obviously. Yep, obviously. So, I mean, there is, there was a weird thing with this. The, the Arms Fury show we just had. And again, because there is parallels to draw between Arms Warrior and, and, uh, and Retribution Paladin. And that must feel, again, they just had a big moving around of things and rebalancing and moving some damage out of the CS window and putting it into the base kit. Like, they had, they have this problem. And it's just funny to see that it still continues with Rhett. So, yeah. But, anyway, anything else to wrap up the first section of the show? Or are we good to move on? Set? All good? Seems good. Yeah. 
Fair enough. All right, well, it's time to me to, to blather on about a few things real quick here in the middle of the show. Again, thank you to those that are supporting the show and keeping it going on Patreon. If you would like to get more podcasts, they exist. They're called the, the Patreon BTS Podcast. I've always sat down with my guests to do meet and greets so that we don't go into the show cold on Sunday. And I've done this now and recorded the last 20 of them. So you can go check those out. They're the Patreon BTS. You can just check right up here and you can go listen to all those. They're audio only. They are literally just a podcast. These are available over on Patreon. They're all about an hour or so long, some a little shorter, some a little longer. If they are uh, the show with Preacher and I, have got two hours almost of the two of us waxing lyrically about the good and bad and the ugly of Legion. If you want to go check that out there, of course. But those are available to you right on my Patreon page down below. Or if you want to support the show in a more physical manner and keep me going on working with other local artists in our little corner of the world, our little bubble, then you can do that over on our Designed by Humans page. We have a whole bunch of different styles and prints and colors and fabric they're made out of and a whole bunch of things in the works right now. Currently working on four designs, I believe, in total. We have two that aren't even really WoW-related. Then we have an Argus shirt and, of course, the uh, the Mythic World first shirt. Once that gets all handled soon, just to commemorate the, the raid race, as it were, it'll be more like the, um, the Demon Within shirt. It won't actually have the little chippies on it like we had for the first three. It'll be like more of a uh, design that stands along on its own. Of course, you can uh, grab some of these shirts and then take them to BlizzCon and uh, go give him a hug if you want to do that. That's totally fine as well. If you've missed any of the past shows, they are on iTunes and Stitcher and now Google Play Music. You can just look up Final Boss TV or just go to the podcast section of the page if you want to do the audio-only versions of all the shows. They go back all the way around to like the early 90s shows. They all got started to get transcoded and put online. Or you can go check out the YouTube page, link down below as well, where they're all organized by the year that they came out. So there's a 2017 season, 2016, 2015, 2014, and 2013. They go all the way back. So you can go all the way back to when I had even worse audio and, uh, and terrible hair or whatever you want to make fun of, but those are all right there, or go back and see all the other shows to see what the dev interviews were like when I had those on. Those are all listed on the YouTube page, as well as, of course, all the other side content that I put out. But those are all linked down below or in the video description box, or if you're on YouTube right now, hello! And thank you very much for the, the years that we've been doing this, and hopefully keep going forward with it. But that's enough out of me. Let's talk about the Mage Tower real quick. And then stats. So you guys have the God Queen's Fury, which is dealing with mm. Sigrid in the Halls of Valor. That's correct. And um, pretty good. Pretty easy. Brad, what did you think yeah. of the Mage Tower? It wasn't too bad. It was nice that we got to try to utilize different legendaries and take out different talents that you might not usually take. At the time it came out, you know, Divine Hammer was all the storm, but you kind of had to take Blade of Wrath if you were running with the... Um, the full repentance uh, strategy. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of cool to run in there blind and try to figure it out and play around with some stuff. Utilize your your uh, Agrimar stride and pride as so you don't die and right. You know, try to take it down. It's cool. So uh, not you too your, challenging. You put your heart on your sleeve here. How many attempts did you take you to get it down? 
Well, funny that when it came out, oh. I didn't have internet, so I went to a internet cafe and I tried there on a really bad computer. I did it maybe like five or six times and couldn't do it. When I got home, about three. Okay. So not too bad overall. Not bad. That's fine. I think I did it on my fifth as well. I mean, when you do it on your main, then obviously it becomes a lot more of like a muscle memory thing. You figure out what you need to do and you just kind of do it. Um, Havoc took me like 15. And then I recently just did Elemental. That took me a, a, just under two dozen, I feel. I don't play range, so I was just like totally out of my element. But I did it. That was kind of fun. Feet, what did you think of the uh, Mage Tower challenge? Um, I thought, yeah, I thought it was good that we had the tools to deal with it. Uh, but that you had to think about it, as Brian's just said there, that, you know, you had to sort of use things like, I, I used the Repentance. Um, where that seemed the most obvious one to me because, you, you know, you're working it out. For the first time i was in actually a massive panic because the mage tower became active at a time when i had um an e like a 12-hour day at work i had an evening event and then raid days the other ones and and i was thinking and i hadn't saved up many nether shards either so i was thinking i've got a certain amount of time to do this otherwise i look like a right fool not doing it the first time round. <laughs> um but yeah we, we had everything that we needed to deal with it um so you know it wasn't as difficult as, as maybe it has been for some others because mm -hmm. we're, you know, when you come to solo stuff, Rets are always really good at that, I think. Yeah. I mean, chat brings up that, you know, wish they were all equal. There are definitely some, some fundamental differences between them, you know, right? Like doing Havocs versus doing the exact same one as a, um, a Frosty K, I believe, is, is mm. quite different. But um, I think the biggest thing they should allow us to do, and I don't know why... They talk about all this evergreen content in Legion, and I hope they might do this eventually, is that once you've done it on the actual proper spec and challenge, why can't you do the other challenges for fun? Why can't you do the challenge again? Why can't you do any of the DPS challenges as any DPS? Or, like, because the tank one is all the same, but you can't ever redo it to, like, try different things or, like, get better time or whatever. And you... I, it's not because you can do chromie over and over and over and over and over again. You can do the, the the withered training over and over and over again. But this this one is just like one and done. That's it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I have to say it's it, it should be done again. It is going very much against the idea of Legion, isn't it? That we have this mm -hmm. uh, procedurally generated content and we have, you know, always something to do. Um, and I, I don't know why they haven't done that at all. Um, it would have been an obvious thing to do. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. Stat time. We've already did a call out to your mastery issue, so we won't really have to drag that across the, the floor anymore. But what do Retoration <laughs> Paladins want to prioritize in their secondary stats then? Which I put in here, you know, are there any priorities for gems and enchants, neck enchant? Are there breakpoint or feel good points to shoot for? And the final tagline was, apparently Retribution has, like, a lazy Susan about their stats. That's the, you can, if you have a lazy Susan in your kitchen, you know what I'm talking about. But, yeah. Yeah, it's about that. You basically want to aim for haste and crit and versatility are close behind it. And then just, you know, leave mastery behind. And that's pretty simple that way. You just try to aim for that and you'll be golden. Yeah, even the primary stat isn't like way ahead, so it's not like you just go for item level either. It's always worth um, simming. Sorry, you have to. And mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, if you had to pick one, if you sort of had to say to someone, look, you know, I don't want to do that. I'd, 
you sort of go with haste and crit, but there is a feel good point with haste, a bit over 30%. And, uh, and, and, and then like, yeah, crit, maybe versatility. Maybe sometimes if you get a bit too much haste, maybe change your enchants around. Okay. But all the, all the stats are pretty good. All they're pretty close together, except mastery. Except mastery. <laughs> right. Well, that's what I want to make sure. So you said, because that recently came up for enhancement is the same way, is that we thought we only needed like 25% haste. But now it's 35 because of the prevalence of ascendance or the GCDs you can fit into Earth and Spike. So 30, 30%, you'd want to like suggest that that's sort of a... The feel good point it's, for Red then? Yeah, I think it's it, like thirty one points something. Thirty one point two five is yeah. about where you can get an extra GCD in your judgment window, which is uh. nice, but not required. You can prefer, you can do just fine with just about any amount of haste in like the twenty percent range. Okay, it's always really important too. But I'm sure again, read the the stat comments or just sort of let's get it out of the way. But check the the read first FAQ in the the mm. Red channel in Discord. And then we'll move on to tier bonuses then. We're saying goodbye to tier 19 right now, sort of, for you guys. So Not yet. Not yet, yeah. So your two pieces, your holy power spending attacks will deal 7% more damage. That was nerfed slightly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And your four pieces, your holy power generating abilities have a 20% chance to generate one additional holy power. Just a chance to give you more holy power when you build it. But... That there's, I put in here with many different characters. So two piece, four piece, all the pieces. So there's something coming up with. Are you guys actually looking at the shenanigans to keep two piece nineteen and then run four piece twenty? I mean, yep, what's that's the, what I'm doing. You are actually doing it right now too, Brand. Uh, yep. Yes, yeah, yes, I, I am. am. It is a very nice combination, and then allows you to fit in Liadrins instead of um, the Whispers legendary cape, mm -hmm. and then it performs really nicely. The Legend synergizes is really good, well, with the tier twenty four piece. So yeah, is there good. is there an eye level disparity that you're wearing on those pieces, Bran, or are they? Did you get lucky enough to roll the lottery on them, or they're pretty close? In I think it was last week I got a few uh, Warforged rolls on the tier, so they're not too far away, but they're still a little bit behind compared to Mythic TOS. So it's not too bad for now, but once like Mythic uh, TOS is on farm, I'll probably have to say goodbye to it. Okay. That's what I was I was wondering about that shenanigans with the two-piece. Wearing old tier two-piece and then wearing new four. Or I think it was like elemental shamans. We're going to wear like all old four and only new two or some nonsense, which they kind of squelched that. I'm not sure. That'll be something they can come up with. But I was always wondering about, because if you... If those two slots are like 50 to 20 eye levels behind, is that still okay? Because they tried nerfing the two-piece sets a little bit, and they did, sort of, but not really. So, uh, Feet, you want to expound upon? Well, I mean, obviously, it depends what you've got to replace it with. You know, if you've got, say, a high item level, a couple of crit haste, items to put in those slots then you know maybe it'll be worth it at that point if however you've got versatility mastery pieces then you know you can carry on using those for a bucket um so it, it, it's like anything else isn't it the the answer is always just sim it for yourself because it depends what you're going to replace it with at the moment i'm using two piece and four piece because i don't have anything really amazing to swap in but you know 
when I do, then then inevitably it'll be worth replacing them. And as soon as you replace one, of course, you might as well replace the other because as soon as you, it's the set bonus that's keeping them there at the moment. Okay. Well, that's that's fair enough to hear. As long as it won't be a thing that actually continues to follow you forward, because as you said, like strength isn't a huge point for for right now. Because again, secondary stats versus primary mm. are all out of whack in Legion. So as long as you're not like two piece tier nineteen in Argus and just holding back fifty to sixty eye level pieces, and it's still better. As long as we don't hopefully see that nonsense in the future, I think we'll be okay. We are in a weird transition period, and because we do have six-piece sets because of legendaries, they gave us six pieces now that we're in a weird sort of situation with uh, with tier sets. But this has been an evolving topic for a long time. Because... Yeah. Well, go ahead, Brian. Oh, just as our eye level just gets higher and higher, because of the new Blessing of the Ashbringer trait giving us 4% strength, it's just it's going to make it better the longer our, you know, the higher eye level goes. So it'll right. sort of raise that stat weight as we keep moving forward. Okay. Alright. And then, yeah, that's what you guys brought up, too. You brought up, so the Adrian's Fury, just to make sure we're on the same page here, is the ring that while Avenging mm -hmm. Wrath is active, or Crusade in this case, you gain one holy power every four seconds, and the, the Chain of Thrain, which is the 10% uh, more damage when you're in Crusade. The Healing Done exists... I don't know, have you guys ever actually utilized uh, the healing done for any reason other than no, yourself? No. Well, no. to a degree. If it's an AoE fight and you're throwing out Divine Storms, it's benefiting the healing there to a very minor degree. Fair enough. But but nothing nothing really noticeable. Okay. Because now you're saying hello to Tier 20, which we're sitting right now, the Tomb of Soak Garrus stuff. So your Radiant mm. Lightbringer armor... Your two pieces, Judgment, will also increase the damage of your Divine Hammer or Blade of Justice, depending on which one you have specced, by 20% for 8 seconds. And the four pieces that Divine Hammer or Blade of Justice, again, same one, will generate one additional Holy Power. And I put this down here, I thought, because your old four piece had a chance, a very small chance, to give you Holy Holy Power, but now they just, like, straight up just gave you, on mm. one of your builders, flat, more Holy Power. They were just like, here, just take it. Which is obviously a lot more consistent than the old one. So how is how's well, your? Go ahead, yeah. How's your? I'm going to say especially, especially. Well, with it being Blade of Justice, which generated two, now it generates three. It is a spender, so you're you're just getting um, that as a spender. And of course, you could end up in a situation really where, with if you're getting procs on your Blade of Justice, if you're using Blade of Wrath, you could end up with a, a little bit of a streak sometimes. Or if you had the Soul of the High Lord. Uh, in particular, you could end up with a, a streak of uh, Divine Storms in AoE or Templars Verdict's uh, single target as well, um, to the point where you don't necessarily need to use Crusade Strike as much, uh, which is why we've also shifted towards Zeal from Fires of Justice, um, which just hits harder, uh, which is surprising for some people, because again, if you look at that, some people think, well, that's got a longer cooldown, am I going to have a lot of downtime? But mm -hmm. That these these set bonuses give us significantly less downtime, really, especially with the extra haste that we're naturally getting as well. Right. That seems pretty good. Looking at the tier twenty, I mean, I used to, I've been doing this before all the different past shows. Looking at your tier twenty because before we didn't actually have them in game. Unfortunately, I can't bring up all the different colors because they're all broken and the uh, the the shoulders go in their heads. But it's a nice 
Nice looking set though, which is good. Harken back to something old and uh, before we get something totally brand new coming up here soon, but that looks good. The the four pieces seems sims down. Yeah, we talked about the tomfoolery. So uh, anything else that you need to, to mention about tier 20? Is there anything? Oh, I, I, mean, brought, up, I, I brought it up earlier, but the, it, did the rotation change at all because of the the um, your artifact trait plus the tier 20? Or um, nothing noticeable? No. no, not really. The only thing that sort of changes once you hit the 224 piece, it, you'll, it'll allow you to swap one talent the Fires of Justice over to Zeal just for single target. That's the end of that. Is there... Okay, just because Zeal... Hmm. Cause it hits so. harder. Right. Yeah. And because you have all the extra Holy Power from the tier and Liadrins if you're using it, you don't need that extra Holy Power saving. Okay. That's fair. So you traded off the, the cooldown reduction on Crusader Strike, giving it a 50% chance to reduce the cost of the next damaging holy, healing holy power ability. Uh, well, damage or healing, right? That was The Fire of Justice was like a, a tiny version of Divine Purpose, <laughs> I suppose. And you swap it up. Largely, it's because it had a short cooldown, so it allowed you okay. to reduce the amount of downtime. Yeah. Okay. That's a small change, but uh, all right. You get a bit of free cleave out of Zeal, at least. It's well, true. Any change is welcome at this point, so <laughs> I'm fine with it. Well, that's that's how I was gonna I was gonna harken back to the other the other half of the show with like talent choices and changes and how it's been the same spec for a long time. And at least with your tier twenty, you saw some change, like you said. So yeah. that's not terrible. But I guess moving on forward, we'll give a, a short shout out to the uh, the tier 21 on the horizon because it's already on the PTR able for testing. So I'm propping up your female blood elf real quick here, Bran. And what do you guys think of the tier 21 look in, in comparison? The cloaks are broken, chat, but everything else is fine. I think I like it more than the tier 20 currently. For sure. It's because of the boots, right? Oh, yeah. Those the boots are, are pretty crisp. They're really big boots. Like, they're... They're really, really... I mean, look at how tiny and frail uh, Female Blood Elf looks like, and look how big those boots are. That's That's been a common theme recently, though, with plate boots. You know, they have, they've been a lot chunkier, I think, recently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, eyebrows greater than steel. Yeah, because they cut through the, the helmet. Yeah, that's just the model viewer... Does that? I mean, look at look at on like a when you actually have hair on a character, it cuts through crazy. That's always a thing. That's the and the ears. Yep, and the ears. Yep. Oh, the the I always bring this up too as the um, the modeling and the items in the game improve. Is you definitely see there's there's definitely a real sort of thickness and verticality to a lot of the pieces. Like you have like the stuff on your hips now and the glove. The armament pieces, and again, the stupid boots. They're so big. So, it looks nice. The particle effect on your shoulder is kind of broken right now on the on the PTR bill. It just kind of looks like it's just like mm -hmm. falling light in like a blocked off pattern there, but... 
Well, I mean, as I said, the you know, I quite I sort of quite like it, but I'm not keen on the the wings on the shoulders. It sort of looks like if you press it down, it'll flush something away. Um, <laughs> so I'm not. I would rather it went back to the old Librem and Hammer type design. Because they're wings, but I guess you know, yeah, like a toilet flusher. Yeah, that's funny. Mm. So. And I guess this this is sort of a, a broader topic now. So what is the RET community figuring out now in 725, uh, rather? Like, with with builds, talent, legendaries all coming together, um, sort of leads into the talent combination walkthrough. So hmm. I guess, Feet, do you want to, like, bring up the introduction of the Seal of the High Lord and the possibility of running different builds? Or is it not good enough to do? Or... Well, I mean, in terms of different combinations, there are far more now. I mean, you would generally want to use for like legendaries, you'd sort of generally want to use the cloak and the belt if you had it. Now it's much more open and fitting around this possibility that everyone has that we can mix tier set bonuses. And it's not just the raid set bonuses. There are set bonuses that have always existed. For example, the ones that do extra damage against demons you can get from uh, the dungeons, Arcway and so on. Um, So people who are fortunate enough or just spam those dungeons enough and and deserve it, fair enough, um, to have those ones can maybe mix it in there because we've now got um, two legendary rings which are suitable. Cephas's would in theory be suitable. Cephas actually can be amazing if you can always use it on cooldown. But it's a bit like we did did a fight in Heroic this week and I can't remember which one it was now. and, And someone asked, they said to someone, uh, to everyone don't interrupt i'm going to get every interrupt going to use sep as a secret and and with our sort of guild you can tell immediately what happened is someone poached one of their interrupts of and then they finished off they finished off a fraction off rank one they weren't happy um but we we, we have the same thing we, you know we keep having to shout at people to let for example demon hunters interrupt but um so yeah sep as a secret probably not um but in theory it could be but you've certainly got liadrin's fury unleashed and, and and chain of thrain, which are the standard ones, certainly for single target. The chest is is really useful uh, in, in you know for anything where there's going to be a significant amount of AOE. Except increasingly in the fights of Tumor Sargeras, even when there is potential for AOE, we've got to keep it in our pants because you know apparently things dying is bad. Um, and you you can still use the cloak potentially. In fact, you know the having blade of justice deal three holy power. Can potentially help that and, and also the fact that you can get uh, blade if using blade of wrath that randomly resets that can make it easier to maintain a high uptime on on whispers of the nath regime so there's there's ironically at the point where a lot of people who've been playing for a long time will have all these legendaries available yep yep, yep. you've actually got much more choice now um uh, and as i say depending on what gear you get sort of depends on which pieces of tier six uh, sorry tier 20 that we get to use called tier six because it's model on tier six mm-hmm. uh tier 20 we get to use as well as that combination of two set and, and four set so there's loads of combinations of gear which in theory might be quite good and, and it just means people who enjoy simming can knock yourself out because you know that there's there's a lot to to potentially look at there so are you finding in in your progression so far and the, the, the relearning of, of Mistress and whatever and, and the stuff that you've done so far, Bran, pushing as far as you have, are you actually doing what Feet just said? Are you moving legendaries around? Have you, have you, you know, experienced this firsthand? 
I mean, I've done some simming, and some are close, but this co the combination I'm currently running is still the top for single target, and that's my job on Mistress right now, hmm. is just a single target bot, because our AoE is too rampant and inconsistent, so got to try to help where I can and not get have those ads die too early. So, okay. not yet, but potentially, as I have more gearing options, I might be able to swap more things around to have fit in more legendaries. You're still running, are you running the Adrians in the chain then? Yes. Belt and, belt and ring. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, because the, the Scarlet Inquisitor's expurgation, yeah, is, there's a number of legendaries that were added in like this, and some set bonuses that are sort of the same sort of stacking or over time kind of thing, and I was wondering about if that would be any good, because it takes a minute, right? No, 15 yeah. seconds. Well, no, it'll per... take a minute to get up to full stacks. Well, right, right, right. But it will overtake Templar's Verdicts at like half that. But the benefit can potentially be, I mean, we don't really have fights like this in, in Timur Sargera, so it's not. Right. But, you know, you imagine a situation, say, on Gul'dan, where you mm. need to blow the eyes up really quickly. So you've got like a Beast Lord type thing where it's single target, but then regularly you're going to have ads spawn in. Well, your first divine storm is going to wreck them uh, in a situation like that. Uh, it's also really useful in Mythic Plus as well. Um, so it's it's an interesting one. And it's it's one of those that in theory is useful and, and hopefully will be at some point. It's just that in Tumor Sargeras, especially in Mythic, we're largely having to focus on single target, even on some bosses where you could sort of cleave a bit more on heroic, I think. You know, okay. like uh, Desolate House, which my guild are working on at the moment. Obviously, you know, you can AoE quite a lot of that on Heroic. You've sort of got to behave yourself a bit on Mythic. Right. Well, there's there's a weird pacing on that sort of fight. And it's funny to see which encounters are just sprinkled a whole bunch of ads in there or where they change in Mythic. That um, it's nowhere near as problematic as Nighthold. Every freaking boss except like one-ish, one one-ish, one-and-a-half just have ads just sprinkled in there. For, for effect, essentially. And you can tell the design, well, you can tell the design of Nighthold was made over a year ago, back in the beta cycle before the game was even launched, versus Tomb of Sargeras, which has been built with Legion already being out. But again, instead of having ads in every boss fight, you have soaks on every boss fight. So there's always some huge prevalency of one mechanic. This is a Blizzard just can't seem to get away from, but. So then I guess in that regard, like, uh, Brad, what are you running uh, spec-wise, then, most of the time, then? Like, what's your what's your talent loadout looking like nowadays? Um, so you're going to be running Final Verdict. It's just the go-to. It's just the best talent that you can choose there. And then Seal, because I have the Tier 24 piece in my address. Mm -hmm. And you sort of... The, the Tier 45 doesn't really matter. I just choose Blinding Light, because the AoE sort of interrupts. Well, the reset the spell cast and interrupt for like trash and stuff doesn't yeah, really it, benefit you in most encounters. It was nerfed, sadly. It has, does no damage now. That's unfortunate. Yeah. And then Divine Hammer for any of your cleave, AoE, fight goodness, or Mythic Plus, etc. Or Blade of Wrath for your single target ones. The tier 75 is generally up to you. I run Eye for an Eye because it's a physical defensive that you can utilize occasionally. And then for tier 90, you could run Cavalier or Divine Intervention, depending on the encounters. Whichever one you... If you need the mobility, you can run Cavalier. If you require the shorter cooldown or just the auto bubble, you can take that. And then, of course, you have to stick with Crusade. 
and that's the go-to build these days for just about everything. Interesting. You didn't oh. bring up Judgment of Light at all. Do you feel like it's not powerful enough to bring up as a red paladin, or just not worth it enough as a red paladin? Uh, it's not really worth what you're losing. Okay. Because they fixed that. That was one of your hot fixes recently. Is now Judgment of Light. If there's multiple Judgment of Light on the target, it will mm. still reactively proc one each of them per hit that people are doing to it, instead of having like a one second global lockout on all of them now. So stacking yeah. Judgment of Light does work if you have three Paladins running it or whatever, but but not not enough. You're saying not enough for the Red Paladin to run it. I don't think you're ever really gonna realistically see three Red Paladins in our raid these days. <laughs> well. <laughs> Wow. Other paladins yeah. have, have judgment of light. <laughs> but, okay. That's fair. Yeah. not. I mean, unless you have lots of need for wisdom. I mean, come on now, right? Again, that's, true, wisdom, that's true. Wisdom's the new blessing of might. So. But it is um, it is what it is. Is that sort of like the, the standard, the El Clasico right now then? Feet? Nothing yep. else to really... No, I mean, the thing with the, the Divine Intervention and Cavalier, if, if you don't need the extra mobility of Cavalier on progress, why wouldn't you take something that might save your life? Because ultimately, you know, when you're progressing, the further into a fight everyone lives, the more you learn, the quicker you can kill stuff anyway. Mm -hmm. and, and Judgment of Light, yeah. Uh, it's, it's a fun, out of that three, I would love to take Judgment of Light because it's the most interesting, but in terms of practical gain, yeah, it's not, not going to be of noticeable use. Well, I was trying to... to steer the conversation over to, you know, talking about execution sentence or uh, consecration because they've been they've been sitting here almost the entire expansion uh just kind of sitting here. Just yeah. uh just sitting here. Well, execution sentence even though some people might get it to sim a little bit ahead of final verdict, it it's more difficult gameplay. <laughs> so you are not likely to in reality get it to be as good as final verdict. Um, if you're going to have something that is more difficult to use, because with this, it follows the same rules as a it costs holy power. So it follows the same rules as a holy power spender in that to get the best out of it, you need to be doing that damage while the judgment is active on your target. But it takes between five and six, depending on your haste, seconds to fall and land. Um, so you're sort of making, having to make sure your judgment's up on that target several seconds later, which in theory it should be. Um, so you, you don't want to let it fall in between the cracks. So it's more complicated to use. It's very, very difficult to use perfectly. So why wouldn't you just go for the passive thing that does as much damage and in reality will actually do more? And right. Consecration, you, you know you know how tanks are like. They like moving things away from yellow circles. So <laughs> the fact that, that is there static. And, and also you would need mobs there. You need lots of herds of gophers for that one mm -hmm. um, to, be, to be useful, really. You, you can't discount Consecration. In theory, there are situations where it might be useful. It's just that in practice, not really. Well, that's... Uh, I mean, I'm looking at this, and Final Verdict is 20% Templar's Verdict, which is your single target finisher. Mm. And then it also gives you 10% on Divine Storm, which is your AoE finisher. So then this is a, a direct problem with the fact that this buffs your single target and AoE... And if you trade off for Consecration, which of course would do both, if if its damage isn't going to be better than just Divine Storming, what, it, yeah. it just, just kind of sits here. 
I mean, consecration was useful, for example, on the bats on Tychondrius, because you, especially if you had some way, like, oh. for example, having a monk of gathering them up. Um, and, and if it was your job to actually blow the hell out of the bats, then it saw some service there. Mm -hmm. But you need one of those niche situations to make it useful. Right. Yeah. I mean, the other thing with Final Verdict is it completely knackers Justicar's Vengeance because it doesn't buff that. So that's why you end up with a situation where Justicar's Vengeance per Holy Power spent isn't very useful for, for damage um, dealing. Right. Yeah, Justicar's Vengeance came up. It was awkward during beta. I remember that specifically because you, you'd run Justicar's Vengeance with Divine Purpose when I was doing testing and you would always use... Uh, JV Props, when you had yeah. a Divine Purpose proc, but yeah. its damage was broken back then, and it was doing like double, if not more, of a Templar's Verdict. It was just totally busted. So, that obviously isn't live, but... I mean, even when it came out, it was still okay to use, but the issue was that we have Ashbringer traits which buff the damage of our Templar's Verdict, mm -hmm. but not Justicar's Vengeance. Then you have Final Verdict, which buffs Templar's Verdict, but not Justicar's Vengeance. So it's fallen away to the point where they do roughly the same amount of damage, but Justicar's Vengeance costs five Holy Power. It's a good solo talent because you can mm -hmm. be stunning mobs and use it to heal yourself up, especially if you're low item level and you take tackling on elite mobs. It's really useful for that, and it's one of the things... Um, but, but in a raiding situation, you could, but you have to be conscious of the fact it's a very expensive heal. Now, you could, you're more likely to, to get more use out of Word of Glory. At least you can heal other people around you mm -hmm. if you don't have to use it. That, and you shouldn't have to use it that much. Okay. Yeah, that was, it, it's funny which, which ones looked so different in beta and or so promising in beta. And just because of how... Everything is sort of, and I bet I was like way more like you know doe-eyed back then. I was like, oh, so many different talent possibilities and combinations. But it still feels like it always gets to this point, like halfway through an expansion, where you're just like, you know, they're just not good. This is not good. That's not good. This is for like all of these things in here mm -hmm. too. So, yeah, and, and and you know all these different changes: the changed execution sentence, the you know the change to. The base abilities of certain specs, and they they admitted that they removed too many things. Like hunters only got their traps back and stuff like that. But there's still some things that are still a little bit unfortunate. And we've already beat Holy Wrath into the ground, so we can move on from that one. <laughs> How about I'll toss them back over to you, Bren, since you may have experienced a little bit more uh, trinkets in Tomb of Sargeras. Anything you want to to bring up about trinket hierarchy or things to look out for for uh, Red Paladins? Well, what's nice about Tomb over Nighthold is we have a lot more usable trinkets. Because in, in Nighthold we had um, con what, Convergence. Convergence, yep. And then Scorpion Trinket was okay. And then we had Foci, which was... It could be good if you got like the RNG for it. And then in this one, we have in, we have Infernal Cinders, which acts sort of like the Claw uh, from Scorpion, which is the, the trinket off the first boss. Except this trinket is extraordinarily good. It's probably it's the best trinket in here by far. It's always going to be good, even if you don't have anyone else buffing it. It just does an obscene amount of damage on its own, so you always want to take that. And then we have options for our second trinket with Spectre, Umbral, Moonglaves, or even well, and Violet Ceaseless Toxins, depending on the fight. So so there's a lot more variety, which is really handy. So you got Spectre for if the boss is not going to be moving very much, where you can get the double uses out consistently throughout the entire fight. 
And then you have the Moonglaives for all your AoE fights. Pretty straightforward. And then Vile is your go-to for everything else. It always lines up with ever, with your Crusades, so you're always benefiting from the haste scaling and the damage scaling on the trinket use. So it's, it's, it's probably the one you'll use the most as your second trinket alongside Incidors. Does yeah? Does the um so going over these kind of things, obviously like the the proc damage on the Infernal Cinders, the crit chance will go up. It's probably a break point around so many people that you would benefit the most from this, but in the crusade window the fire damage proc is amplified correct yes and the same could be said for revile so you would actually only use vile when you're at a full 15 well, stacks right or well the thing with, with also with with vile it all the tick rate also benefits from the haste on crusade so it's sort of double dipping there oh interesting have you got any yeah. tested out the specters uh Pulse damage, does that also go up as well? Yes. Okay. Because there are but, certain... But certain because tickets. it's not a one-minute cooldown, it doesn't line up all the time, so you sort of have to just kind of use it on cooldown, and it lines up with your second, with every other Crusade. Right. You get the double tick at the 15 stacks. It doesn't quite line up as neatly with Vile on the one-minute cooldown, where you'll get it at 15 stacks, and then and... you'll use it in between, and then you'll get it right. for the next 15. Yep. That's the, I mean, Feet brought that up about, you know, tanks moving things out of your yellow circles on the ground. But that's the same thing that you have to do with, with Spectre, because if you don't yeah. get the boss right back to the same spot when you get the double use out of it, then you'll obviously not get the, the double explosion. But it's also interesting to always just talk about trinkets with classes that actually have damage amps, offensive or personal, because as a spec that has no damage amps, it's funny to see that a lot of these trinkets you're talking about being good or like just kind of eh for me. Like they're just kind of like we thought Infernal Sinners would be great for enhancement because it scaled with our mastery, but it was like eh. It doesn't we don't have anything to, to do anything without. I mean like warriors and rep pallies and and DKs and demon hunters all have these things that, that help and work towards trinkets having different hierarchies. But I'm just like, I'll just take stat sticks, I guess. Or convergence. We'll just keep that in there, even though engine eradication is is quite nice. But it does make you play your own mini boss game while you're also doing the boss <laughs> with the uh, the orbs. But anything else about trinkets you want to add in feet, or is that pretty much? Well, I, mean, like I say, Bran has, has said there that the trinkets are uh, they're all sort of useful, but they can be situational, like mm -hmm. the Spectre. I mean, I see, I can't get the Cinders. Uh, it has dropped many times for us in the other split run, and people keep coining it just for fun on on Mythic, um, but I can't get it myself. But I do have a Vial and I have a Spectre, which, because they're both on use as well, using one puts the other on cooldown for a short amount of time, so you have to sort of, uh, you know, you, you start off with Spectre and wait for your stacks to build up to get Vial. But um, with Spectre, of course, the issue is not just tanks moving it away, but even if they're willing and want to move it back, they can't see your Spectre, because uh, it's invisible to everyone else. Right. So they're all situational, these things. So Spectre, like Brandon said, is good if, if the target's going to stay there. Uh, Vial is, well, Vial is always good, really. The other thing with Vial, of course, is if, like, on the Owl on Sister or something like that, you've got a bit of an ad, you can use it on something that's about to die, get it again quickly um, for the on-use thing there. Yep. Um, so th they're all, you know, you wouldn't say to any of them, oh, I couldn't use this, even though 
I wouldn't like to use the engine of eradication myself because it's fiddly. Um, but no, they are all actually quite good. It's just some are better than others. And Cinder's, surprisingly, um, is really good even if no one else has it. So you don't even care if other people have it. Like some people in our raid group are asking how many of you guys are going to use Cinder's to decide whether they should use it or not. Oh, you know, okay. we, we don't worry about that. Yeah, I think there was some of the specs that are going to use Cinder's, I think, had like good group based like breakpoints. They wanted like a, a few of them or whatever to bring the, the crit rate up like that. But I think the most part, that's it's good to see because I know there was quite a lot of of interesting grown problems with Nighthold trinkets because basically it was convergence or stat sticks because everything else was just like Fokai was supposed to be like this raid version of the Anger Boda. But due to the fact that they let the buffs last longer, they also destroyed the RPPM, and they're each, like, less than one. So you can go minutes and minutes without any, so you just have to have an agility stat stick on for no reason. So it's neat to see that there are a lot more on-use trinkets, which, again, are going to be hit or miss depending on your spec. But actually trinkets that do feel like they have some some real weight behind them. Because a few of them are mini-games, right? Like, the Engine of Eradication is literally a mini-game. The Cradle of Anguish is the, the king of padding slash ranking uh, trinket for on farm because you're not going to use that on progression. That's just risky. So, and then of course the little bit you can get with the other trinkets. So, chat was bringing up the kill Jaden trinket. Did you want to, either of you want to give that a, because that's always like the top well, simming trinket. It's, but It's always the top, but it's, it's a legendary. But right. when you take into account the fact that it uses a legendary slot, it's not so good. You know, you're better off using two other trinkets. Well, Obviously, depending on what they are, okay. and two of our better legendaries. Okay. All right. And to to confirm on that, because other trinkets do gain the benefit of Crusade Window, Kill Jaden's only does more damage if you debuff the target, which Rhett does with with uh, Judgment, but that doesn't affect anything else. Versus if you have Kill Jaden's Burning Wish, like an Arms Warrior, and you AOE Colossus Smash, and then Burning Wish. That actually affects it, or Nemesis with Demon mm. Hunter. So, yeah. yeah. The thing, the thing to watch out for is Cradle, actually, because you know when people do sim, it can sometimes sim because of that thing where you could potentially lose your stacks if you take a load of damage. Right. Uh, so people always have to watch out on that one. It, the sims will assume you're going to stay on high, well, 100% health throughout the fight. Right. Fair enough. Yeah. It's it's a weird, it's a scary trinket because it actually is very powerful when you look at it. But if it ever falls off, it just like almost destroys the usefulness due to the restack period. And it won't restack until you're above 80% health, et cetera, et cetera. So that's why it's a farm trinket. Because you'll yeah. be a lot more consistent on farm with that kind of stuff. But Well, quickly speaking of that little trap with the uh, cradle there. Yeah. The, the reset cooldown on Vile is a little fiddly too. Because if you do that, you do run the chance of having it not run up, line up with your Crusades anymore your 15 ah. stacks anyway so it's a little you'd have to play with that a little to maybe optimize it but generally you could might want to try to avoid that to get the consistency mm, okay so it might be better to just use it with crusade on cooldown sort of pairing than try to juggle it around maximize yeah. yeah uses right fair enough well we'll jump into the end tail of the show here, the nitty-gritty section with the chat Q&A and whatnot. I have, of course, a, a whole slew of questions here that the guests can see. We'll bring up a couple of them, but if you have questions in chat, now you can 
fill chat with them if you would, if you'd like, and we can sort of go back and forth on that one for the last little bit of the show. But I guess the first one I'm going to bring up, we we kind of brought up a lot of these earlier in the show. We shout out to the fellow raiders dying for retribution. We talked about the shield of vengeance shenanigans, standing bad for DPS. So I guess the one I'll open you guys up with here is that we talked about it a little bit earlier, but where do you feel that the the main focus of a retribution paladin should be now in Legion? Because there are usually there are five sort of types of damage in World of Warcraft. Single target, burst single target, cleave, burst cleave, burst AoE in that regard, or just actually just AoEing for long periods of time, like mistress kind of nonsense. Um, or even Desolate Host on Mythic. Those ads are up for quite a while. That's just constant AoE. So where do you feel that Rhett fits? Like, what is your strong point, or what is your your weak point on that one? Like, Bran, what do you, from your perspective? Just based, just because of how Crusade is, our burst AoE, or just sort of burst single target to a degree, is where our strength lies. But our sustain outside of that isn't quite up to what every other class is right now. But, you know, as you said, it's Tomb of Soak Garrus, so we do have our uses there with our Raid Utility, Wisdom, our Soaks, Bops, whatnot. Mm -hmm. That does have its usage, and I think that's where we are right now. Okay. More mm -hmm. of a utility DPS. Well, that's always been that that kit, that toolbox, even though they slimmed it down. Again, no sacrifice, yeah. etc. But, um, and you have no actual DR, so you only, you can immune things, but you can't, like, DR soak stuff or something like that, because you will... You will explode like anyone else would without good DR. So, anything to, to add? What do you think? Like the no, I mean, I think that's exactly right. Uh, Crusade is is one of those things that means that our ability to wreck things at key times should be our main focus, such as the reflections on Kill Jade and things like that. Crusade lines up nicely for that. Uh, that sort of thing is where we're at, and then little bits of utility. But you know, at the moment, that is that is Bop, um, Blessing of Freedom has various points in legion okay i suppose on like scenarios uh, for example you can mm -hmm. you could use blessing of freedom to help people soak up the the brambles and stuff um but yeah i, I think that's where where we're at and uh, i actually wouldn't mind a few more tools I, I don't mind if if we were a, a utility based spec a support class i think that would be quite good uh, for the for the paladins yeah, that's been brought up before, and that's like the whole bard side of things, or, uh, you know, I started playing Enhancement and Burning Crusade when I basically just totem twisted. I brought Bloodlust and Wind Fury and Strength of Earth and Grace of Air totems for my group, right? Like, I would, you'd, you'd totem twist Wind Fury down for the buff and then put down Grace of Air. Like, that was a DPS rotational thing, is putting a totem down for a short buff and then changing it to the passive one while the short buff is on. But I think that's that's definitely been a way that they've over time, there's no hybrid tax anymore, apparently. Mm. And talking to, to you, you know, in the next question I was going to bring up, obviously it seems like there's something hybrid-y problem there, but but that's the, the next thing I'll bring up is, was my question, but it was brought up in chat to Retributives asks, uh, how do you justify, or how do I justify, or you, not benching your bottom DPS rets for Mythic? Because... That's a very case-by-case -case basis, because mm. your DPS, obviously, in your guild is not Warcraft Logs. 
yeah. I mean, you look at it, it's effective DPS, isn't it? It's not always over because some people pad. But at the, at the end of the day, if they are actually your bottom effective DPS, then you do bench them. I would expect to be benched if I was no use in a fight. Um, we're not all, we're not bottom of DPS, like, or, or we shouldn't be within our guilds. Hmm. So, you know, we shouldn't be immune to the bench. We can't hide behind Blessing of Wisdom. You know, it's nice, but it's not a reason to bring us and do bugger all damage. We are a DPS class and we should be able to do damage. And if we can't do damage, we should be benched. I feel like that's only important for any fight that requires some sort of stiff DPS check. Because right. for the most part, as far as mythic rating goes, if the, your people are doing mechanics, the boss will die. So if you're a player that does your mechanics properly and you do them well and you sacrifice whatever DPS you're doing to make sure the mechanics are being done, the boss will die. And that's just how it goes. So if you're performing well for your spec in your class, then it's all up to mechanics at that point. You could be doing you could be rank one in everything, but if you ignore the mechanics, you should be benched. Yeah. Well that's a big like stamp, right? Big red old stamp across. I wanna make like a, a my first meme and maybe like one of those like uh, like vacation posters, kind of Fallout style, where it says, <laughs> Welcome to the Tomb of Soak Garrus. And it just has like a Ret Pally standing in a meteor or a mage ice blocked inside of a, a fissure or a rogue standing inside of a beam, like whatever, right? Like, because all you do is soak. And that's the big thing is that, like, say, take the enrage timer that was put in on Kill Jaden for heroic. Didn't really matter even when we first killed it. It matters for mythic, apparently, because of timings, which that's a whole other ball of, uh, of wax there. But, a lot of the fights don't seem like they have enraged timers that require everyone to do baller 1.4 million arms warrior DPS right now. But if you don't kill the right murlocs or don't handle mm. the, the fragments on the Divine Inquisition, then you, you don't kill the fight, right? So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we when we were doing Sisters, our like main night of progress on it, was completely scuppered because the melee, instead of moving across the phase, were moving across it, finding themselves slightly out of melee range as the tanks went through, and were were skirting it and massively rake. We were getting like nine, ten stacks and so on. And it kept wiping us, um, and and you know and and like Brand says, that's all you you have to do those mechanics. You know it, you you. Ranking, if you want to do ranking, that should be for farm. And I don't mean farm on a particular boss. I mean farm when the whole instance is cleared. Because if you mess about and wipe people even on what is a farm boss, that's less progress time for the one coming up. Right. Yeah. Well, that's that, that definitely breaking down the echelons of what is farm. Is farm I've killed the boss three times or is farm I've killed the instance an entirety and we just killed the final boss, right? Like there is a definite... I, I, I would say farm is when you've got your world ranks safe. Right. Yeah, games. I would say so too. Because anytime you spend wiping on a on a boss that's on farm, then you're not actually spending that time progressing, as they just said. So yeah, that's right. what I would say as well. Yeah. Now, not everyone in the community thinks that though, and it doesn't get propagated out there very much in that regard and those kind of things. So, yeah, <clears throat> we'll see. But yeah, Brett wasn't looking very strong on the PTR. What was or is the what was or is the reason to run red, especially raiding and mythic? Curious why one wouldn't swap. Well, that that brings up the whole swap argument, and my thought is that 
not everyone has other characters to play and they've been playing like one the whole time. So unless you're raiding like in the top 10 to 20-ish guilds, you don't need to worry about that. Am I wrong? Well, I have a Retribution Paladin. It's it's what I play well. I am not going to play another spec as well as I play this, and I don't want to. It's a game. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that's the wrong attitude to have if I was in a guild going for top 50, but I'm not. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. That's one of those weird points that sort of ekes out there, right? When they see what Method or Exorcist or... Uh, anyone in that regard or the old past guilds when they were pushing and like I, I think back to things like Spine of Deathwing like oh you need 11 arcane mages to be Spine of Deathwing well I guess everyone's playing arcane mage now like that won't matter for you when you get there are you raiding 16 hours a day 7 days a week when raids come out if no then play what you want to play so it's more about doing what you do well because if you just suddenly change you're, you're made to something you haven't played before because it's quote-unquote better, you're not going to have the same muscle memory on that class. So, yep. We'll have to wait and see. Ah, uh, here's a really good question. What are your thoughts on pineapple on pizza? Brand, go. Oh, it's delicious. <sighs> I mean, I, 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 I grew up in the tropics. I, I <sighs> grew up with pineapples everywhere, so it's just sort of normal for me at this point. Feet, what are your um, thoughts? Yeah, I, I, my thoughts, I'm a massive Gordon Ramsay fan, but he's got this one totally wrong. Pineapple <laughs> is fantastic on a pizza. In fact, you know, pineapple and pepperami are one of my uh, favorite topics. Who are my guests? What is this show anymore? I don't even know where I am. <laughs> what? I, who? Have I, I've lost control already, I think. Completely derailed. Ah. <sighs> Wait, Bran eats his pizza with ketchup and mustard? That is uh, slightly taken out of context. Hmm. <laughs> huh. I don't I mean, see, like I can I can go with a whole bunch of pizza toppings, but <laughs> I don't know if you're if you're doing that. Those are those are hamburger and hot dog toppings, sir. You know, careful. <laughs> careful with that one. But um the best pizza topping is gnomes. Feet? Comments? I, I don't want to eat them. I might cast some, cast some <laughs> ghastly disease. Uh, you know, <laughs> they need to be incinerated for safety. <laughs> they do have a tendency to become lepers. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe right. That's true. That's true. Uh, if there is one thing you wish you could keep from Legion going to the next expansion, what would it be? Wake of Ashes. Oh. oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely Wake Up Ashes. That's a great one. There we go. That was pretty yeah. straightforward. Uh, what art, What Ashbringer skin are you using, uh, Brad? What's up? What are you using? What's your favorite? Uh, I'm using the Balance of Power one, the Flamey Blue Sword. Ooh. Kind of liking that one. Looks feet? a little bit nicer with the uh, oh. set that I'm running. What about you, Feet? Um... There's a difference between my favorite and what I'm using. My favorite is simply the one you got for getting all the traits. It's on the second tier. You know, it's not anything fancy. I'm not actually using any of the Ashbringer skins. I'm oh. using the the vanilla Grand Marshal double-handed mace skin in my vanilla PvP transmog at the moment. I think I saw that on the... Hold on. 
Is that on your yes, armory? Yes, would say it would be on my armory. That's what I'm using at the moment. Hang on, we gotta we gotta open this for chat. I think we need to see this. Let me see here. Yep, there there it is. Oh, you have on the <laughs> you have on the uh, the admiral's hat too. It looks like. Oh yeah, of course. Oh, it's a captain's gosh. hat actually. It's a captain's, oh, captain's hat. hat. Yeah, which is actually better. Fewer frills, not as ostentatious. <clears throat> All right. Well, that's that's fair. That hammer, though, like the nostalgia is real. But that that mace, Blizzard has a weird sizing problem with two-handed maces. I don't understand it. They're always well, way should... too small. It's way too small. Did you see what Uther looks like in the in the PTR in the order hall? There was a bit of a bug where his hammer was like a hundred feet long. I don't, know, I don't know whether oh, really? it's been fixed yet or not, but yeah, when I was streaming the PTR uh, last weekend, uh, someone had noticed it beforehand and put it in the, the Red Discord. Uh -huh. Yeah, Uther's hammer had grown out of proportion somewhat, so there was certainly nothing small about that. Oh, chat getting on you. <laughs> You're wearing the you were wearing the Carabor seal in the armory because you just ran Black Temple, I guess. What what what's y'all being? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I I was going to go to Black Temple to get some screenshots for a video I was going to do on the Black Wolf. Black Temple time walking. Yeah. I've been caught out. In Black Temple time walking, <laughs> it's Tuesday. The next whole week is Black Temple time walking, so get hyped or not for that. We'll have to see if it gets instant. I, I, I hope it comes out and there's like not hot fixes right after the point, like nerfs all these abilities people can't do things. Because like all oh, Black Temple mechanics too strong. We'll see. <laughs> we will definitely see. And then we'll, we can close on this one then. Uh, what's the best way to bring Rets up to middle of the pack DPS for single target? Because if you aren't aware, chat, viewers, listeners, etc., you want to be in the middle. Because if you're on the bottom, it sucks. If you're on the top, you go get nerfed. You want to be right there in that middle bracket. You want to be right there in the middle. So that's where you want to be, and then you're, you're good to go. But I don't know. We went over this a little bit earlier, but what do you think? Anything specific to bring Rets up to the middle of the pack kind of thing for a single target. Brian, what do you think? If they did do something with Crusade and they toned it down, they would have to bring up the damage on all the other abilities just so our consistency is there. Right. And that would also sort of remove sort of our identity at the moment of being a heavy priority target burst within our Crusade window. I mean, they could just cheat and give us a big aura buff, but that wouldn't be very interesting. Right. What do you think, Feet? Well, given that it's not like our AoE is smashing at the top either, it's much better, I would just bring Mastery into the fold. I would mm. increase the amount, yeah. the, the effect of our Mastery. Okay. So to make, make the core functionality of that judgment window actually mean something. Mm. Okay. Certainly mean more, yeah. Right. Okay. That is a big part of the rotation, is that window. But, like, it doesn't do much now. Like, it should. So, okay. Oh, gosh. That's an old one. Tyrion or Tyrellian, etc. Your leap. Remember that talent you had in beta? Tyrellian's might, yeah. Well, it was Lothar's might to begin with, and oh. someone pointed out Lothar's a warrior. <laughs> well, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That is fair. But I think that's about everything. Uh, we'll sort of wrap this up with if you have any uh, shout-outs or, you know, words of wisdom for your fellow paladins out there. Bran, you want to lead us in here? If you have anyone you want to close on? Um, 
Uh, I just got to shout out all, all my pals out in the Red Discord. We're always hanging out, answering questions. You know, Weasel, Muffin, Yuppin, the boys. Um, yeah, I don't know. Not too much. Everyone, everyone knows who they are. Sounds good. Short and sweet. Fee, how about you? Yeah, I'll just give a shout out to my guildmates who probably shouldn't be listening to this because they're supposed to be on Desolate Host at the moment, <laughs> uh, embarrassing themselves. And, oh. and you know, you know, guilds past and present. And I've noticed some people from Echoes in here as well. So give a shout out to those guys as well. Uh, I've seen Crazy and a word up at the very least in there. And, uh, and yeah, and al alongside all the guys from Discord that we talked about at the beginning that make the, the rec community actually, you know, some people think some communities better than others. I think the rec community is actually pretty good now that we've uh, got the Discord and, and it, it feels better than I think it ever has done. Well, awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I'm going to hit this little button over here that means we get to close the show out. And there it is. So thank you all for tuning in, for, for tuning in to episode number 147 of Final Boss TV. I appreciate everyone tuning in. Of course, and listening online again, you can listen to the show on Stitcher, iTunes, or Google Play Music. Or, of course, on the, the VODs are all chopped up and put up all pretty with bookmarks on YouTube as well. You can go check those out. So again, around the table, one more time, there's Feet. You can go check him out on his YouTube at Warlord Feet. Now, Warlord is a a, a warrior title. You want to talk to that real quick? What's that? Oh, man. Uh, I was it's just back from Dungeons and Dragons. Everything about my paladin uh -huh. evolved thirty years ago from Dungeons and Dragons. It was just the title and name of my paladin when I was not quite a teenager, <laughs> uh, which that is quite a long good. time ago. I am quite old. Uh, just to explain that, I turned thirty during Anchorage. Well. Yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate your time on the show today, sir, and all you're, you're doing with the uh, the Paladin. So I appreciate it. It was a pleasure having you on today. Thank you very much. And then there's Bran over there. You can go bother him on his Twitch stream at Branderp, no S, with an underscore. And, uh, yes, that go, is correct. You can go throw out the, uh, the wheelchair emotes over there and, and keep going <laughs> for the oh, future. Oh, please, no. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for being on the show today, sir. It was a pleasure. Appreciate your time. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. It was fun. But that's going to be it for the show today. Next week, we're on the Paladin train just because of how things have worked out. So we have Protection Paladin next week, followed by uh, either Enhancement Shaman or Mistweaver Monk, and then the other. And then we'll end with Brewmaster Monk due to the, the tumultuous, awkward nature that they have. They'll wrap us up with the first passive Legion shows and talk about S plus tier nonsense tanks and things like that in the future. But then we'll have a little bit of a break after that in the future, a couple of weeks from now, of course, and then we'll start the second pass of Legion interview shows. And those are going to be interesting because I'm going to do every single spec as one show. So you've been asking for a Frostmage show or a Subtlety Rogue show or a Beast Mastery Hunter show. Hopefully I can find enough guests to do that. But every single spec, especially the ones we haven't talked about since launch, Rogues, Mage, Hunter, Warlock, etc. Those are coming up first. Each individual. And that's on the horizon there. So check out the YouTube channel if you've missed past shows. Check out the channel guide if you're looking for all the links, all the different Discord channels, or any of the resources here in there on the channel. Well, thank you very much for watching today or listening. Trusting your seal of artifact power, because you definitely want artifact power right now, right? It's so, it's so good. Well, it's good to be done. I'm going to hit 10 concordance soon or something ridiculous. But have a great week, everybody. Thank you very much for watching. And until next week, <gasps> bye!
Wave by those people. Wave by. Wave by. Wave. 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 There we go. Yeah. There. <laughs>